You're listening to The Sigrun Show, episode number 181. In this episode, I'm doing on-air coaching with Saskia Busink about how to run two businesses at the same time. Welcome to The Sigrun Show. I'm your host, Sigrun, creator of Samba, the MBA program for online entrepreneurs. With each episode, I'll share with you inspiring case studies and interviews to help you achieve your dreams and turn your passion into profits. Thank you for spending time with me today. Building an online business takes time. I share with you proven strategies to help you get there faster. You'll also learn how to master your mindset, up-level your marketing, and succeed with masterminds. Today's guest is Saskia Pusink, who is in my Samba program. Saskia is a professional property investor in the UK and mentor for people who would like to learn how to invest in the property. In addition, she also coaches women on mindset. She has a challenge combining her two very different businesses, and we tackle that in the show. Go to signal.com forward slash 181 to grab the show notes of this episode and find out how you can start to create your profitable online business. I'm so excited to be here with Saskia Pusink. She is a member of Samba, and uh, she has been so brave to come here on the honor coaching call. Thank you for being here, Saskia. Thank you for inviting me, Sigrun. Nice to meet you. <laughs> well, one of the reasons you're here also is you left the iTunes review. So I'll hope more people leave an iTunes review. I might do this again. Great. <laughs> so before we dive into your challenge, explain just a couple of sentences to the audience. What do you do? Okay. I'm in business for 10 years now in the Netherlands and I'm a business coach. And I, I figured out that business coaching is so broad. It is uh, many people are business coaches. There are a lot of coaches, of course. And um, my struggle was my focus. So I went into property business a couple of years ago, like since 2013 already. So I started my journey in, in investing in property. And later on, I went uh, helping other people to invest by themselves, to learn it, to invest in the, in the UK. And it's really, do, I'm doing great with it. But yeah, I like to do both. I like business coaching. I like to help high-end entrepreneurs here in the Netherlands with growing their business. And I like to be in the property business. And especially as a woman, I see the difference. Many people like to hear stories about men investing as well. Yes, men and women, of course. But some people are attracted more by men because they know more of the analytical stuff. And I like to build relationships. So that's the thing I like in property business. So that's a little bit of my background. Yes. And what is the challenge? Because it sounds very exciting what you're already doing. Yeah, it is very exciting. I like it a lot. I, I, I just came back from the UK now, a couple of days ago, and I like it very much to travel, to work there, to get to know those areas there and to dive deep into that area and the property business as well. I, I like it very much. So what is the real challenge then? Yes, the real challenge is I, it's a kind of analytical thing, like the tax regulations and the tax rules and the analytical, the numbers. Okay, it's part of the deal. Of course, you have to know the numbers very, very well of the areas, of the properties, of is there enough cash flow about uh, from them, of course. But that analytical thing only, it's too analytical for me. 
So my, my challenge is, I also like the softer part of building relationships with people to dive more into their mindset issues like fears about money, like fears about investing. But the people who I attract are the people who like to invest. And they don't want to talk with me about uh, their fears all the time. Oh. So my struggle is, I like both, but my struggle is I attract the analytical type of people more. And that's the kind of struggle inside. I know the struggle is inside of me instead of the clients. So do they want you to help them invest in property? Yes. And they just look at the numbers and then it's a good deal or it's not a good deal. Yes. And, and, and then you're in business or you're not in business. Yeah. But they're not looking for necessarily, oh, is it the right time for me? Am I ready for investing? They're not looking for that kind of advice. No. I see. And you are missing that piece a bit. I can yes. hear it and feel it that you are missing that piece where you are helping that woman, maybe yourself, like you were before. Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, to become an investor, ultimately. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Normally, I say to everyone, you can only do one thing. Yes. But <laughs> you already told me that in the, in the office call last week. Yes. Yeah. Normally, I do that. But I do understand Let's say, you know, if you've built already a profitable business, it's going well, maybe it's time for a second department in your business. So I believe uh, that the business that I'm building and the businesses that I'm normally helping uh, people build in Somba is that you should focus on one thing. But ultimately, what will hopefully happen and should happen is that this is a business that yields enough profits so you can invest. Now you've done it the other way around, right? So you have started to invest in property. You can help people with that. That's like a standalone business. Maybe you don't need to attend to it every single day. Mm -hmm. So if you can split up your week that you have two days a week doing that, and there's three days a week doing something else, I don't see that as a conflict. The question is, will the clients necessarily move over? Not necessarily. I think it's a dream of ours. I wish it would happen for you. I really, truly wish for it. But uh, being experienced enough in business myself is that I also have a course that helps people find their passion and uh, their right business idea. It doesn't necessarily mean that people are then ready for Somba and move on and actually build a business. Yes, that's true. I recognize that. So you need to... Just run it as two standalone businesses. Mm -hmm. And hopefully, yes, I really hope. I hope both for the women, I hope for your clients, I hope for you that there will be some overlap. But that is more like a bonus. It is not something we should expect. If you run this as two separate businesses where you say, okay, I love to coach these women. This is something that I'm going to do two days a week. I'm going to build up uh, my brand around it. And then here is my property business. And sometimes just, you know, as a bonus, there's an overlap. If you are happy with that, there is no problem. Yeah. Yeah. I had more, di more, more websites, different websites, one for the, for the business coaching, one for the property business to invest too many websites. So I'm making a new website now, saskiabusing.com. And I came up with a sentence yesterday about female leadership in property and business, maybe in property or in property business, but like the female leadership, I like that because that's covering the whole package. So 
if people come on my website, they can choose to invest or they can choose to find maybe an online course to uh, overcome their fears. And maybe a combination or when people are ready, like you say, some people are ready for it uh, after a couple of time, year, two years, five years. Uh, but many won't. Many people do have a lot of money and they say, okay, I, I have 50K uh, euros to invest. Let's start with it right now because I do have it available. And most of when you do have a lot of yeah, fears, it's costing you a lot of time because it's very deep into yourself to overcome that. Yeah, it's, it's costing yeah, a lot of time as well. So I can hear what you say. Just thinking about the customer journey, like if you would be realistic, if half of your time was spent on coaching and half of your time on property, it doesn't mean you necessarily have many clients to take care of on the property side, no? No, I, I ask 10,000 euros per client to bring them to the UK to invest and only need a couple of them a year. Um, so I don't need hundreds and hundreds of clients that's why I feel if you rather focus on some kind of a tagline that doesn't necessarily include the word property, but if I come to your website, there is a menu. Mm -hmm. It's a little bit like being a speaker. So for instance, I love being a speaker, but I don't speak every week, but I go on stage maybe a few times a year. I used to have a, just a menu on my website speaking. Now I've even moved it under about me. Oh, People will mm -hmm. have to look for it. Yeah, and I, I do this on purpose because my main business is not speaking. Yes. Speaking is something I do from the side. And I, I have the feeling, yes, you make good money with your property business, but you need so few clients. They're going to know about you. They're, it's probably going to happen through word of mouth. Yes, it is. And not necessarily your website. And it doesn't necessarily have to be in your tagline. It becomes almost like exclusive if you do not have it in your tagline, I need to know about it. And when you speak, you say, hey, this is what I've done. And you talk about your property business. And now I help women uh, build wealth through their businesses. So they ultimately can afford both with their mindset and their money to invest. So if that becomes your mission is you are helping women create wealth. That could be in your tagline. When I create wealth, I can create wealth through my business, but I can create even more wealth if I invest in property or in something else. Yeah. So if your tagline is around the wealth creation, then you have covered both without mentioning the word property. Because I think if you have word property in your tagline, you could push people away that actually need you the most. That's true. Yes. In, in the mindset and the business coaching that you want to do. Yeah, I get that. Because uh, if I don't have a lot of money and I'm first or second year in my business, and let's say I only have a little bit of profit, people are definitely not thinking about investing in property. It comes later. Uh, but I do ultimately believe that everyone should achieve that goal at some point. But it sounds like you want to help those who are just really not ready yet. And hopefully they can work for you with you for a time being and, and get to that point. So I think it's wealth creation. And I, I agree with you that this is something women need to focus on. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'm happy to see you uh, taking those steps. And they will be very lucky with you. Also, those who start with you as a business coach first. Yes. People talk about it. Talk about if they know some of, hear something about uh, property or about UK and People call me 
and ask questions. They don't, don't know what I do exactly, but they ask questions and they're curious and they, they remember me more than when I'm focusing on the business coaching only. It's too, too general, like you always say. In- That's true. It becomes your calling card. It becomes, you know, if I was looking for speakers, let's say, for a conference, and it makes people want you to speak because you're different. You're doing this thing that some most people are not doing or most women are not doing. So it gives you an edge. And I think you definitely need to include that. You need to talk about it. You need to blog about it. Get it out there. Get people out there. But you can still be the business coach that helps you create wealth and be known as that person. And wealth is created first with a business Somewhere we have to get the money in the first yeah, place. Of course. And secondly, you have to get the money to work for you while you sleep. And you can just see it as the wealth creation stages. Yes. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So if you can create your own stages, you know, I use the seven stages of profitable online business in Samba, and I talk about it also on my podcast. If you create your stages that are about First, you need to build your business. Or if you're employed, if you get a salary increase, don't put the salary increase and go shopping. Put it aside so that you can actually start to invest and talk about the different buckets. You should also not put everything into property. You should also have something in a savings account and something put there. So, you know, the book that uh, Tony Robbins wrote about uh, money I never finished it. It was so thick. It was, I think, thousand pages. But I got into the middle of it and I got the gist of the book. But I thought to myself, why not a book by a woman? How to do it. Yeah. Great. So great, Sashka. You are on a mission. <laughs> yes, I, I feel that. And a question about stages, Sigrun. Um, you work with the seven stages. So I like to build my own stages as well, of course. If you help your clients, do you work with all the stages. I mean, you can work with that framework, but are there stages which you really like the most? Or are you, are you focusing on working with the, your clients on particular stages? Yeah, I would say I am doing all seven, but I would say I concentrate a lot on helping people go from zero to, let's say, for in Samba, for instance. And then I have mastermind programs where I work on a different level. And when it comes to developing your career as a speaker or author, I would say my masterminders who are doing that, they always seek some additional advice because I'm not a, a book coach or a speaker coach. But since I have you know, speaking experience myself. I haven't written my book yet, so I obviously tell them to go somewhere else. But I work through the whole stages, yes, but I see where your question is coming from. You can develop stages where you do not go and do every single stage. You can talk about it as a framework of building a business, of building wealth, of building a legacy, or, you know, having something for your pension that one business needs to actually generate revenue for the next business. And then, you know, like Richard Branson, he has multiple businesses. I'm totally not against people having multiple businesses. The only problem I see is when not just women, but also men, and I see it a lot in Samba, that people want to follow two businesses or start two businesses at the same time. And I do not believe in that. But what you have done already is that you kind of have two businesses at the same time, but you have actually, you're creating a profitable income from one and it allows you to have the time to build the other one. 
and the brand it needs. Yes. Yeah, that makes sense. So now it's giving me a bigger, more clear picture if you tell me about your stages and you're focusing on one or a couple of stages yourself as well. So that's be- I'm writing a book right now. I have to the framework available. And the first stage in that book is about, yeah, women, they don't know anything about uh, investing or they are so in the, in, the, in the beginning of their process. That's good. Because I can focus on the, on the later stages than uh, for myself. Of course. Of course. Yeah. So your stages can be either the path of investing. So first I put money aside in my savings account or something simple like that. And you don't want to necessarily. That's not the right time for you to talk to them. You can also talk about the stages where if you are talking to business owners already, and even if they're just in the first or second year of the business, start to educate them that the business is just a vehicle to build profit, to invest. Yes. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. That can be a part of your framework. It doesn't have to be stages. A framework can also be four quadrants. A framework can be a circle. Uh, A framework can be uh, wheels turning. One wheel is one business that puts another wheel going, which is your investment. Okay, yes, that's good to be more creative about it. Yeah, it doesn't have to be a pyramid with stages that go from, you know, from the bottom and up. It can be uh, wheels that turn. Yeah, that's better probably even. Yeah. Yeah, but a wheel maybe needs a certain size, like a business needs a certain size or a certain profitability so you can take money out of it to invest. Because I'm a big advocate of keeping the money inside the business as long as you can. Uh, For instance, I didn't pay myself salary in the first two, three years of the business because I put everything back. You put everything back because I believe a business needs fuel and the fuel is cash. And with cash, you can invest in Facebook ads and then you can have a bigger launch. But at some point, the business has extra money that is just more than enough. And then it's time to invest. Yeah. And that's something that you could consider building into your framework, How, whatever your view on it is, of course. Yes. Okay. That's, that makes sense. Yeah. Lots to think about. And I yes, like to be creative to on it. So I like to, to work on my business instead of in my business all the time. So this week will be my focus week on, on making my framework and see, okay, how about wheels or something? So let's go crazy about uh, about it. I like it. Fantastic. Thank you for being on the show. It was great to talk to you. I'm looking forward to see how this develops, Saskia. Thank you. Yeah, thank you very much for your time, Sigrun. Want to know the secret behind my multiple seven-figure lifestyle business? Get free access to the seven stages of a profitable online business by going to sigrun.com forward slash 181. There you also find the show notes of this episode. Thank you for listening to The Sigrun Show. Did you enjoy this episode? If you did, please share, subscribe, and give the show a review on iTunes. See you in the next episode.